Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God This is the path to real discipleship is through what we're going to find out. It's called the oikos. It is the family of God. Okay, so let's, go, let's open up to 1 Peter chapter 2. I feel like today's like everyone's like quiet. I need some like interaction. I need to say something salty again, right, Steve? Get somebody to laugh. Uh, man, this is... this. I, before we go forward, like, you just have to realize that this whole process of discipleship is just realizing the thing that God's already done in each of you. Every single one of you in here that's profess a professing Christian, God has changed your heart. You're a new creation. Okay, so all you're doing is realizing the thing that God's already done in you. And you only, you only realize it in the context of community. So you, you don't realize it on your own. You don't realize it by praying more. That's not the way we un that we understand who we already are, okay? And it's we're being sanctified, so we're already that way, but we're still not yet that way. So this is the process of how this of how this happens. So First Peter, chapter two, we're going to go through twelve verses today, and I'm going to keep it, I'm going to try to keep this short, guys. I don't want to. We're going to I'm going to give you guys a chance to communicate and talk to the leaders. So, verse one, two, and three. Therefore, putting aside all malice, all deceit, all hypocrisy, envy, and slander, like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation, if you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. So I have a five-month-old. I stay home with her about four days a week. So I wake her up in the mornings, have a bottle. And a baby, after they've slept 12 hours, is hangry, as Jen Pinto would say. <laughs> so, so I get her, and I'm like, 
she gets to this moment where she like realizes I'm I'm hangry, and I'm about to go ballistic, and so I've already got the, I mean you know I'm trying to get the bottle warm da 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 da, and so I'm sitting down and there's there's this there's this like transition moment every time where I put her on my lap and try to like lean her back to start feeding her, and she knows what's about to happen and she's just like ah, ah, ah. she's like reaching forward making crazy sounds all this stuff. She's like longing, like I've got to get, like, and I'm like, okay, come down, come down. And I get in there, and she's totally fine. Like, everything's good. And then, you know, there's two minutes later, I need to burp her or something, and I pull it away, and she just goes wild again. I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. It's, it's so funny, but that's, it's, it's how we are with the Lord. It's like this longing deep within us of like, I got to have it, got to have it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> right? And so I think there's two, peop- there's two types of people there's, in this room. I think this, this will encompass everyone here. One, you've tasted the kindness of the Lord and you want more. You're longing. And two, you've never tasted, but you actually want to. And, you, and I hesitate to say that, but I would say you don't, ne- you don't necessarily realize you want to yet. You've never tasted the Lord, and maybe you, maybe you don't really want to, but your spirit inside wants to. Everything in you is crying out for something else. We're always longing. And this is where discipleship starts. Discipleship starts with the need inside for, to be like Jesus. Because if you've seen him, you've got to be like him. It's like, oh, I, 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 I know what he looks like. I know who he is, how he acts, and I've got to be like that. I, just, I, can't, I can't go any longer without being like that. And if, you, and if you haven't, you see the need in yourself for that type you need the replacement in you. So there's the, we're always longing to be perfect. And, and the call on your life is, you're my son, I'm pleased with you. You're already perfect. But you don't realize it yet. If you want to realize it, you have to get in the context of people. And so the deep is satisfied in the context of community. Let's keep going. Chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. I'm going to go down to verse 8 this time. And coming to him as to a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. And I want you to look here how these first few verses, and he completely shifts. He, he's talking about this need for discipleship in all of us. And then let's see what he actually starts talking about. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in the scriptures. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. See, this precious value then is for those who believe, but for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they're disobedient to the word. And to this doom, they were also appointed. So I want to specifically look here at this verse 5. You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. So this word house, if you could pull up the, the next slide. The spiritual house is the word house for the Greek is, is oikos. A house or a household. Okay, this is a fascinating word to me. What it, what it most directly means 
is all the persons forming one family. All the persons forming one family. Here's a couple more just definitions. The inmates of a house, all the persons forming one family, a household, the family of God or the Christian church or the church of the old and the, the New Testament. So we've kind of, this last two weeks, I don't even know if we meant to do this, we kind of coined this term village life. Love this term because I think that it encompasses what Peter's heart is here. He's trying to, to paint this picture that you're not by yourself in this. You have this longing deep within you and you want more. And the, and the way that you go into the more is through the oikos. It's through, hey, you're a living stone because you've been saved. And you're also, you're looking at this cornerstone and the way that you really understand the cornerstone is by getting with all the living stones and gathering around and building something. So we, this is why we create a, a system of small groups because they facilitate, they're just a vehicle to get to this. It's not like, I don't, I don't think that, that life groups is the end. The end is oikos. The end is getting to a place where we are being built up as a spiritual house unto the Lord. That is the goal. And this, I really think, in our culture, that the only way that the church really facilitates this well is through this. Some of us have experiences like this in our lives where we have this type of oikos relationship. Sometimes it's with our family. Sometimes we have like one really good buddy that lives in like North Carolina, and then we have another friend that lives um, in Smyrna, but he actually goes to a different church. And it's like all this like the very disjointed type of relationship. And so when you have something like, like Ryan, like he has something come up in his life, and he doesn't have people around him. Like he may have a couple people here and there, but he doesn't have people around him. And so that's why on the night that something happens, he can have an entire group of people come around him and become the oikos. And in this crazy way, he becomes a disciple and a discipler. And it happens with every single person in the group. They're all growing in the Lord. So what the oikos is not is it's not another night a week gone. It's not something to check off our list or it's not a Bible study or a prayer group. The reason that we've, we, we formulate our life groups around Jesus. There's not like, we're not, we don't formulate our life groups around, um, you know, life stages or an affinity. You don't, we don't have all the snowboarders get together because we have a lot of snowboarders in here. We don't, it's not how our groups work. What we do is we say, look, I need someone that's 50 and I also need someone that's 10. And so let's just all get in a room together and just do life together. Like, I, I, honestly, I'm 24. I, I don't need someone that's 24, and this guy that's 24, this girl that's 24. That's, that's cool, but I'm going to be missing the, the oikos. I'm going to be missing the family because families aren't made up of only people that are the same age. You guys with me? So this is, that, that's, how we, that's how we model our groups. And my vision for, for groups is this. Everyone gets in a room, and you just stick the cornerstone in the middle of the room, Jesus, and it's not like you say something out in this moment of vulnerability, like, hey, I'm struggling with this thing, and it's not like, hey, we're gonna, let's, all the people in this room are going to find out all the answers to that problem. That's not what it's about. The, what, what it's about is, hey, there's the cornerstone sitting in the middle of the room. Here it is, Jesus, and there's actually something that happens in the exchange. So, so when you have something come up in your life, right, the method that's common in Christianity is, oh, I just take it to the Lord. 
That's, that's, that's good, but there's actually more to that because when you give it to the Lord in the context of people is when you find the greatest victory. So there's actually, Jesus is actually in the exchange. Like if I'm having a conversation with Justin, there's something, I've got to share something with him, right? I'm struggling with X. Jesus actually takes it in the air and does something with it. Like it's, it's something happens and then I receive from it and he receives from it. And if, I just, if I'm just sharing with him anything and we don't put Jesus in the middle of it, it's nothing. All is just, just banter. It's nothing. But we actually, if we invite Jesus into the conversation, it creates something. So what we see in this passage is he really emphasizes the cornerstone. And that's why our groups center around the gospel. The gospel. We put Jesus in the center of the room. I want to read this out of uh, this book. It's a really good book. It's called Leading Missional Communities. Um, it's by 3DM Ministries. It does an amazing job of describing what I'm trying to talk about. Check this out. It's almost noon, and the house is saturated with the scent of roasted turkey, sweet potatoes, and pumpkin pie. Every family or friend invited, prepared, and bought food to share with everyone else. A few people came over early to help mom and dad make sure the house was ready for guests. Some of the adults and older children are finishing up a game of touch football in the backyard while a few of the younger kids play tag. Your uncle brought a friend from work, a diehard Detroit Lions fan, who's glued to the TV with a couple of other people, taking in the pregame show. Several others are talking in the kitchen as they put the finishing touches on the Thanksgiving feast. They will all be eating in 20 minutes or so. After sitting down at the table with one another, For a laid-back, longer-than-usual lunch filled with laughter and connection, the day will continue together. Some will begin putting away leftovers and washing the dishes. Some will immediately settle into chairs and couches for the football game, maybe even a nap. Some will go back outside to play more touch football, and some will strike up conversations with cousins they have not seen in a long time. Eventually, those who are hungry will get the leftovers back out for an informal supper, and some will be reading a beloved book on the couch while others will be talking. The gathering will last well into the evening, and some will need to go home. Others will spend the night. But before adjourning, they all make plans to do things tomorrow. See, that's, that's oikos. That's family. It literally is family. Like some of you are like, yeah, that, yeah I have that. It's like a once-a-year kind of thing. What if we lived our lives like this? Like we lived our lives like it's Thanksgiving. We just always like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the store because I have to pick up some cranberry sauce, I'm just going to call my friend. Like, you need a cranberry sauce buddy. <laughs> you do. You need somebody that's, gonna, that's willing to just go and do random stuff with you. Because the, that's how Jesus did it. He was like, hey, come with me. Just do stuff with me. Do, it, do stuff with me when I go to the, to the well and, and ask a woman to draw water. See what happens. If, you, if you're not in the context with people, you're never going to do them. That's why small groups... Honestly, like, I'm talking about small groups, people are like, oh, yeah, I've been a part of those. Woo! They're, they're riveting. <laughs> like, I can't wait to hear about that tumor that's on that, my stepmother's cat. Like, it, there's so many things that's like, oh, why? I don't want to do this. And it's like, you just can't wait to get home and watch TV. Like, there's actually a place where you can enjoy life with family. And it, I really think that this is the context for the organized church where this happens best. So there's, there's four methods that's common in Christianity for discipleship. Okay, the first one is what's happening right now. 
one person preaching to the masses. Right? This is not crazy effective. The second one is classes. So we have one person teaching to like 25 people. We also have something called mentoring, which is a one-on-one. And then I think that there's even another one. It's called one-another discipleship, where, yeah, it's like I'm discipling you, and you're discipling me, and that person, I'm kind of discipling them. And then that's actually the best form. And we don't actually find this in churches a whole lot. And many of you have been part of churches where it's about this person standing up and talking to you. And that's just not what River City's about. River City is about here. Here's, here's a host of relationships. Be discipled. Go. Disciple and be discipled. That's what, that's what the call of Matthew 28, 19 is. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. That, that word, everyone's, this, this word is called mathetuo. Everybody say mathetuo. So this word means to be a disciple. The second meaning is to make a disciple. The, when G, the whole mission of the church comes down to this one verse. You've heard it a million times. Go. Be a disciple. Make a disciple. If you're just, if you're just coming here and you're ready to be like the Christian leech, where you're just like, I just, I'm going to get it. I'm going I'm to eat. I'm going to come in here. I'm going to eat. I'm going to leave. That's not, that's, not, that's not Christianity. Christianity is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat and I'm going to serve food. I'm going to eat and I'm going to serve food. And so if you're ready to jump into River City, the way that I would encourage you to do it is through life groups because you're going to be able to serve and you're going to be able to eat. That's, that's the best way. So let's look at this last, a second to last uh, passage here, verse 9, verse 10. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. For once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Check out that before you look up. Check out that, um, that line there. So that, again, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him. This, if you were to read this, proclaim the excellencies, excellencies of him, you would automatically, without reading this before, not think that this was in the context of a holy nation, a priesthood, a people, an oikos. This is not the idea that is common to us, okay? What's common to us is all this, stuff I've, all this other stuff I've talked about, okay? What's, what we need is a family. And what family eventually does is it actually does community transformation. That is the most effective way to reach people with the gospel is through relationship. It's through, I need a cranberry buddy. Cranberry buddies are going to take the gospel to Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. That's just, that's how it's going to be. And that, and honestly, that should take pressure off of you. Like, good, you don't have to go stand up on Marriott Square and preach the gospel. Just go get a cranberry buddy and go do something. That's, that is like, that's a relief. That's a release for me. To, I, don't have, I don't have to do that. It's just, I just need to be. And that's what life groups are about. Life groups are about being, not doing. Being, not doing. So, let me, um, let me, let me have the leaders up. So, let's go, it's like Russian roulette. 
who do I want first? Why Josh and Sarah, why don't you come up first? He has a mic too. So share where, they're going to share with you where they meet and um, kind of what they want to see happen in their, in their life. Just for clarity too, last week we presented we're doing a discipleship group and the discipleship group would meet every week and we had some people saying, we're going to come to your discipleship group, but we probably won't be in a life group. And the reason it's now you're hearing about it today is because we feel like life groups are more important. And not that discipleship groups aren't important, but life groups are the first thing we think. So we decided to just shift what we're going to do going deeper through we're going to do a book study to start and then we're going to continue it on. Though. So it's not just going to stop after a study. We're going to do it on Monday nights at our casa and um, all the other life groups are going to be just studying Kirk Cameron materials and watching Left Behind. Um, I'm just kidding. What we really hope is that you are, if you're closer to another group, that you would go to it and be there. If proximity is a big deal, if it's close to you, and if the night of the work week works for you. Um, do you want to share anything about it? We're going deeper. There's going to be worship, prayer, and we're going to be studying the book, um, Celebration of Dis- Discipline by Richard Foster, Monday nights, every Monday night. So it'll start next week, and we're going to go to Moe's. Just throwing that out there today. We're going to Moe's. Is that good? Yeah, and just be praying. Yes, you guys are good. Um, just be praying as people are just kind of talking about where the group that God would just kind of prick your heart for. Um, you're going to get a chance to go out to lunch with the leaders after this, so that'll be really cool. So just kind of be here, uh, be open to that. Um, you guys don't look like you're ready. Pintos? They're, they're, they're not ready yet. Hi, my name's Bill. Um, this is my wife, Jen. She's the <laughs> children's pastor. Um, no, we're going we're gonna to do a small uh, life group, D group, focus group, whatever it is. It's a life group. We're doing life together. Wednesday nights at 630 at our house. Um, we are not reading a book. We are not going to be a sermon follow-up group. Um, We're not going to have a list of questions. We're not going to watch Kirk Cameron movies. I can tell you that. Um, We're going to come together. We're going to share life. We're going to talk about stuff that's going on. If something popped up on Sunday that you want to talk about, we're going to talk about it. If there's a book you're reading and you want to share something about it, we'll talk about it. Um, But mostly we're just going to get to know each other. And when we're struggling, we're going to tell you. When you're struggling, you're going to tell us. And we're all going to pray for each other. Um, And we're going to as they say, that's become kind of a cliche now. We're going to do life together. Um, but that's the reality. Uh, that's what we're called to. So, Thanks, guys. Woods? You ready now? The Pintos, honestly, are like, they've had a life group since the church started, essentially, but it's just like official now. Little life group on three. One, two, three. If anybody was here last week, you'd get that. Uh, was fun. <laughs> hey, so I'm Luke. This is my beautiful wife, Kelly, our toddler, Isabella, and our newborn, Adeline. Uh, geographically, we are right on the crest of Marietta and Smyrna. So Windy Hill turns into Macklin. As soon as it turns into Macklin, our house is kind of right in that area. And really, our heart is for families to come together and really seek after the experience of the Lord through prayer, through worship, through meals, just through time together. 
And really kind of our rhythm is going to look like this. We're probably going to do Wednesday night, but today and probably again next Sunday, uh, we're just going to have lunchtime after church and just kind of feel what rhythm would be best for us. But we're going to have men's one week, family one week, wives one week, and then family again. So, yeah, women, I'm sorry, men, family, women, because we can also accept if you're single, we'll take you, okay? It's not, you don't have to be married. And so really, that's just our rhythm. So there we go. Cool? Is that it? All right? We'll, we'll get you married. If you're single, you come, we'll find you somebody. Uh, okay. Um, Jackson? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a wild card. <laughs> this is awesome. Here we go. Um... Basically, um, our heart is pretty much what everything Bill said. I mean, that's, that's our deal. We just, yeah, we're just going to copy Bill. Um, <laughs> I'm jealous of his beard. Um, but, yeah, we, we just really want to um, invest in relationships and spend time with each other. We're not going to be, you know, the same thing as the sermon group and all that. We just want to hang out, do life together, and share our struggles and encourage one, one another. Um, we live in Woodstock. <laughs> Might be a drive for some people, but um, hopefully we can, um, you know, y'all can travel and bear the gas. <laughs> um, do what? Off 92, exit 7 off of 575. Exit 7, uh, is it 7? Yeah. Exit 7, turn left, and we're right down there. So. Cool. Thanks, guys. Tompkins? So Tompkins have been doing a group since we started, which is really neat. Still trucking through, right? Here we go. All right, last but not least here, uh, we're offering $100 for anyone to join our group. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding. Um, we've been meeting for about a year now, and we live in Marietta, a little bit off the square, and our focus really is just on diving a little bit deeper into our relationships and uh, you know we've gotten to know some of the folks in our group extremely well over the last year and I think we've been there to pray for each other and uh, we do plan on following up on some of the sermons that's kind of our format we'll be meeting every other Monday at 7:30, and then also going out to lunch the last Sunday uh, of each um, month so Today we're going out to the Corner Taqueria, and um, you know we'd love for you guys to consider joining us. We've had a good solid nucleus, but we are looking for some new folks. Uh, and also once a quarter we may do, you know, like a bonfire, barbecue, something like that, maybe some yard cleanup around our yard, things like that. <laughs> Only kidding. Uh, but we'd love to get to meet some of you new folks of the church, and uh, it's every other Monday at 7.30. Anything else? That's good. All right. Millie, where you at? Here you go. Uh, so this is Chris Masters. I am Chris. Um, okay, so I'm representing Chris's group, which is pretty cool because I've been a part of it since the discipleship group. So we're, like, really close and a lot of younger people. We don't have a lot of older people, so we would love to get um, the multi-generational people coming. Just we need your wisdom. We'd love to have you. Um 
the heart of our life group is just to be missional, be a part of the community, go and do outreach, um, grow together, encourage one another, um, disciple one another. And we meet um, at Chris's place, which is off Atlanta Road, um, every Monday night at 7.30. And we're going to Shane's afterwards. Is that it? Good job. Give it up for a million. (laughs) You hate that. Okay. Um, So, like I said, I'm going to give you a chance for like 10 minutes to connect with different leaders today. Um, You don't, you're not like signing in blood. It's just talking, conversation. So, uh, no pressure. And uh, we're going to go out to lunch. Everyone's going to go out to lunch to a bunch of different places around here. And so, each leader is going to kind of host a different spot. Uh, I want to just kind of close with this. The very last two verses of this passage. Verse 11 and verse 12. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that in the thing which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds, as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. We are all aliens and strangers here and you know without um, some organization honestly we we're, we're going to keep feeling like aliens and strangers so I would encourage you today to plug into one of these and I would note here the end of this verse it says that they may because of your good deeds as as they observe them and I just want to commit to you guys as um, for for River City like we're going to our goal for the next year is to just create consistent life group ministry that's just, that's just open to discipleship. So I would ask you to be consistent because the, the, the scriptures say, as they observe you. And people are watching. I, I met with a guy recently who said, I don't like to call people lost. I like to call them onlookers. And the whole world is looking on at us. And so they're looking on to see what we're going to do with our lives and what we're going to do together. And so this is the way to do it. And what they don't need to see is a very disjointed, disconnected, inconsistent church because it misrepresents Jesus. And so I would, just, I would ask you specifically to just to look at one and just be like, you know what, I'm going to just be consistent for the next four months. I'm going to give myself to this. I'm going to just do life with these people. It may be weird. It may be hard sometimes, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after it. Amen? All right. So um, can I get the leaders to – why don't I do all the um, Smyrna leaders on this side? Then the Marietta and the Jacksons over here. The Jacksons. Um, okay, let me – Give a name? Say that. Say that. Awesome. All right, let me pray for us. Uh, Lord, I just pray for your Holy Spirit to lead and guide and shepherd your church. Just give you freedom to uh, just move in our midst and guide our steps as we take them in faith. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, you guys are released. I'll, I'll come back up in about five or ten minutes.
to release you for lunch. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.